Welcome to the Women's Fitness and Health Revolution podcast. There is so much noise on the interweb these days about what women should and shouldn't be doing when it comes to their fitness and health. Not only is it all too often tied to shame and fixing our bodies, it can also be incredibly detrimental to our health and wellness overall. The Women's Fitness and Health Revolution podcast sorts through the BS and offers advice and actionable tactile steps to support and build a better relationship to your amazing body through every stage of womanhood. It aims to break the cycle of keeping women in the dark about their extraordinary machines and revolutionize the way we move, eat, and live so that our daughters and our daughters' daughters look in the mirror and feel exactly what they are. Fierce, beautiful, and capable of everything. The revolution starts here. Hello, hello, hello. What is happening? And happy holidays, friends. Welcome to the Women's Fitness and Health Revolution podcast. Ho, ho, ho. So, full disclosure, my theme for 2023 has become more or less, what is time? And very in line with my 2023 fashion, I Absolutely thought we had another week before Christmas, but what to my wondering eye did appear but a calendar that said I was not correct. So, our very first bonus ep, and y'all, I am pumped. So today, we are chatting strategies for actually enjoying the holidays. What a concept. I know, it's crazy, but stay with me. How many times have you gotten to the end of the holidays exhausted and almost felt like a sense of relief that this most magical of times is finally over? How many times have the festivities ended and instead of being able to reflect back with a joyous heart, you are bogged down by the guilt of what you did or didn't do, what you ate, how little you moved? Society is so incredible at conditioning women to shame themselves around their body that they have brainwashed us into taking one of the potentially most magical times of the year and turning it into the ultimate punishment. But don't worry, because come January 1st, the proverbial shelves will be flush with diet and fitness programs to, and I air quote, make up for the holidays. So, I don't know about you, but this season I say let's F diet culture, y'all. And instead of spending our holidays weighing ourselves and scrutinizing our bodies in mirrors or trying on 800 outfits that make us feel uncomfortable, comparing ourselves to our cousins, counting calories, pinching our middles or necks or thighs, etc., etc., self-deprecating, etc., let's just clear some mental space to instead make beautiful holiday memories with loved ones because at the end of our lives those will be what we cherish not the pants from our 20s we are beating ourselves up over for not fitting into anymore which spoiler our bodies do change as our hormones do but that is a whole separate episode and uh great news i've got some actionable tips and tricks for you to practice not perfect these holidays when i pulled my insta this week to ask what everyone's goal was i shiz you not the average answer, and this wasn't like an A, B, C, D poll, it was a fill in the blank. And the answer I got probably for 75 of the responses was to survive. So therein lies my motivation for today's bonus episode, because we shouldn't 
have a goal to just survive the holidays. And good news, because I have got you with the six P's of thriving during the holidays. One, plan ahead. Two, perfection doesn't have to be the enemy of good freaking enough. Three, pat yourself on the back for the amazing choices you are making. Four, prepare to get ahead of the shame spiral. Five, prioritize time for you. Six, pay attention to how you're talking to yourself. So first hack or tip or humble suggestion, plan ahead. My amazing coach, Jill Coleman, always points out that holidays aren't for giant transformation goals. We're probably not looking to drop tons of weight or lift super heavy by the end of the holidays. The goal should be more focused on maintaining healthy habits, literally just checking the box to mark fitness and eating well off of our to-do list and eating well as in eating well enough. And I love this. I, I could not agree more. Unless you have a competition coming up, there's no reason to set huge fitness goals during this time. For the majority of my clients who are exercising and eating to age well and be healthy, holiday activities already fill their schedules to the brim. So not only is that a huge deficit of free time and energy, we're more likely to be surrounded by certain amounts of decadence and indulgence at these parties and concerts and dinners, etc., And instead of beating ourselves up and restricting, wouldn't it be crazy if we just allowed ourselves to enjoy? When I was deep in my eating disorder, holidays were some of the most painful and disconnected times of my life. I found myself focusing solely on the food I couldn't have and how left out I felt and even starting to resent my loved ones for getting to participate in everything. And even if you don't suffer from disordered eating, it is quite common for similar feelings to creep up around any nutrition protocol. Then there's a whole topic of exercise. Are you traveling and don't have access to your normal gym? Are you hosting and you don't have time to get your usual workout in? Have you been trying to start exercising and with the fatigue of running the kids around and visiting friends, maybe going to see family, you couldn't find the energy to lift a dumbbell even if I paid you? So what's the move, Captain? Be realistic and plan ahead. Heed the advice of the brilliant Jill Coleman and cut yourself some serious slack. Can you realistically work out? Will you be near your gym? What kind of time do you have with the kids home from school? What sort of energy will you have after three consecutive Christmas parties Saturday night, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of an event, let exercise just be that box you check off and move on. 15 minutes of yoga in the morning before things get going. 30 minutes of body weight workout you get your kids in on. I mean, heck, pay them five bucks to work out with you. If you were going to pay for a gym anyway, why not just uh, use the money to bribe your kids to work out? And maybe just maybe daily walks is all there's time for. And guess what? You did it. Check the box and move. And when it comes to food, this oftentimes is trickier because there can be a lot of emotion and guilt already tied up in eating. So please do not feel like I am minimizing this topic. But sometimes planning ahead around food can mean different things. One strategy is to focus on getting enough protein. So we talked about this a while ago, but focusing on things we can add in rather than detract. So focus on getting more protein. Holiday foods are generally lower on the protein and higher on the sweet, and I'm not mad about it, but 
I understand that it totally can feel out of control when it comes to our hunger cues. Protein is satiating. It fills us up. Sugar is not. Planning to hit your protein goals consistently throughout your day not only keeps you feeling a bit fuller, it also helps with stabilizing your blood sugar. If you're tracking, perhaps you decide to make a conscious decision ahead of time not to track on Christmas Eve and or Christmas or New Year's Eve and or New Year's Day. And if you're in a protocol that's assisting with a hormone imbalance or a food allergy that you can't just sort of schlep off for a day without feeling intense amounts of pain or throwing your work to the wind, I would suggest humbly sitting down and planning a couple of yum-yum dishes ahead of time that fit into your protocol so you don't feel like you're missing out on the festivities. Planning ahead can also be hugely beneficial because you can get your loved ones on board. You can let them know ahead of time that 8 to 8.30 a.m. is mommy's time to do her weight training. Or let your family know that you're going to be doing a little protein food prep Friday afternoon, but you'll be a back online for festivities come the evening. And that planning ahead brings us to the second P of perfection doesn't have to be the enemy of good freaking enough. So with all the talk of planning, still be very, very realistic and expect things to not always go according to plan. We all know the holidays can be chaotic. And yet, for some reason, so many of us come out of the holidays feeling like we just got hit by a truck full of merriment and have no idea what happened. So be okay preemptively, knowing that you may need to throw some or all of your planning to the wind. If we can take time to logically understand that we may eat more sweets than we generally do or might be missing a week of workouts, but know that it isn't how it's always going to be, Before we get into that situation, it gives us more compassion and understanding around our choices and we get felt or we get left feeling less blindsided and terrified that this is who we are now, right? Because it's all about control in the end. And if we know going in, it's going to be a little bit of a a different style of living than our day to day and can release a little bit of that control preemptively. It won't feel so stressful in the moment. Our third P, pat yourself on the back for the amazing choices you are making just as hard, if not harder than the things you kick your butt for. If you get one workout in the week leading up to New Year's Eve, rather than talk down to yourself about how undisciplined you are or lazy or feel guilty, celebrate the fact that in the midst of this busy time, you got a workout in. Same with nutrition. Find the wins. Celebrate. I ate a high-protein breakfast. I managed to get veggies in at every meal. And honestly, if you manage to get veggies in at every meal over the holiday, I will give you a medal. Our next P, prepare to get ahead of the shame spiral. Remember, we're just ticking boxes off here. We aren't nailing any major transformations. So right now, I suggest that you drop the things that are stressing you out. For one, stop weighing yourself. If you've spent any amount of time around me, you already know I'm not a huge fan of the scale, and I truly believe that weighing yourself every day is not only unnecessary and inaccurate, as our weight can fluctuate 10 to 20 pounds every day, it also sows deeply unhealthy behaviors around body dysmorphia and orthorexia. And I know, I know, there are some people and coaches who absolutely swear by it and love to come after me every time I say it, but I maintain it. It does not change enough day to day. It's an inaccurate measure of health and it is an obsessive habit. Okay, off my soapbox I go. That being said, also, if you weigh yourself frequently, 
it's your body, your rules, and I still love you and support whatever choices you make. This is your journey. I'm just here to share my experience and knowledge. But I would recommend that if that is you, try stopping at least during this time because there is no faster way to become disconnected from your family and magical moments and being sucked back into body obsession than stepping on a scale, especially considering in the long term, you're not about to gain a ton of sustained weight over just a few days. The scale is going to read that way, but it will primarily be water weight from increased sodium and carbohydrates. My next tip is take off the trackables. Fitbits, Apple Watches, Garmin, whatever fancy little things go around your wrist or heart or finger. It's another topic that I seem to raise hairs on. And listen, I love my Fitbit for a lot of reasons, but when I know I'm not going to be walking a lot or exercising, I take it off because between step counts and calories burned, even with all the work I've done around it, it still messes with my head. And these times that I opt to take them off include when I'm injured and I know I won't be walking, when I'm at the end of my luteal phase or beginning of my period and she tired, and the holidays. Pretty much I would recommend anything with metrics or measures can hang out on the sideline during this time so that they don't steal your attention and energy. Next, if it feels okay, perhaps don't track your food on the day of the big holiday. This is totally a personal choice, but if it feels safe, and like I said, it doesn't get in the way of a health protocol, it can be a great way to stay present with those around you. And then the last little word on this I'll say is social media detox. Nothing sends us into a spiral faster than that lovely game we all seem to play so well, comparison. This may mean we just omit social media that day or week because it takes us out of being present anyway. Or it might just mean we stay away from the accounts that make us feel ashamed of not moving or eating a certain way. And just as a side note and another humble suggestion, if there is an account that makes you feel ashamed, I would lovingly recommend taking a moment to ask yourself, does this account motivate me or does it just make me feel bad about myself? Because it took me personally a while to learn it but we don't have to follow accounts that leave us feeling bad after we visit them. That isn't motivation. That's shame. Motivation uplifts and inspires. Shame leaves you feeling not enough. Click unfollow. It okay. Our next P, prioritize time for you. De-stress, mama. The best way to enjoy your holidays is a way the way we find to minimize stress. And I know, I know that may sound as realistic as moving a mountain or growing a foot taller or sleeping eight hours a night, although I would recommend that if it's possible. So maybe give that a try. But hear me out. Just like the way we are approaching fitness and nutrition, stress management is not going to happen if we come at it from an all or nothing approach. So instead, start small. Maybe try five to 10 minute increments where you can just pop out and be alone or do something for you. Even if that something for you is literally lying in your bed and staring at the ceiling. If you have a partner or family member in town, can you ask them to spend 30 minutes with the kiddos so you can do a quick workout or take a bath or nap? Plan ahead for this too. This goes back to the first P, right? Because 
maybe you guys can set a schedule with you and your partner ahead of time for childcare so that you both get a couple of minutes to do you. Remember, we cannot giveth if our cuppeth isnteth fulleth. And finally, my favorite, pay attention to how you're talking to yourself. I'm not an avid fan of SNL, but sometimes they nail it. And this last week, Kate McKinnon, bless her, if you haven't seen The Spy Who Dumped Me, turn off this podcast immediately and watch it. Watch it now. Anyway... She starred in and stole, as always, a sketch about a mom giving gifts. The short story, even shorter, every time she would give a gift, she would go down a self-deprecation spiral about how stupid the gift was and how they could return it or how she was a trash person. And y'all, it was it was hilarious. And it was extra hilarious in the way that it's funny because it is unfortunately true. My mom's response to it was, oh, thank goodness, that must just be a mom thing. And my response to it was, That's a woman thing. It is so, 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 so easy for us to say negative things about ourselves. And for so many of us, it's actually way easier to talk negatively about ourselves than it is to say something nice. And folks who are raised female in this society are conditioned to put the needs of other in front of their own always and at any cost. And it gets even more true when we enter into motherhood. We can feel huge amount of shame for needing to ask for even the smallest amount of time for ourselves or to set boundaries and during the holidays that shame intensifies a hundredfold so please please let me make this clear and I'm speaking to myself too you and your needs matter you do not need to apologize for taking time for yourself or eating in a way that brings you joy whether it's off a plan or within your protocol you don't ever have to apologize for taking care of yourself Please start becoming aware of when you apologize and or self-deprecate because the sooner we can bring awareness to that habit, the sooner we can change it. And I can't tell you how much the words we say affect us. Self-deprecating humor used to be my go-to pretty much all of the time and how I would relate to people. And I had no idea until I made the conscious effort of cutting it out how much it affected my self-worth and my psyche so please 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 let that awareness start today because you deserve to feel empowered and to take care of you so alas bonus episoders to tie this all up with as hannah my darling sister at the age of five would have said a lovely crick tambo the six p's of thriving during the holidays one plan ahead two Perfection does not have to be the enemy of good freaking enough. Three, pat yourself on the back for the amazing choices you are making. Four, prepare to get ahead of the shame spiral. Five, prioritize time for you. And six, please, please, please pay attention to how you're talking to yourself. And remember, at the end of it all, what will matter the most is the time we spent together. Not the calories we ate at dinner or the missed week of lifting. It's the watching your kids light up at the magic of Santa, of spending the holidays with your parents while they're still healthy and alive, getting together with friends and laughing until it's tomorrow. And you, my darling friends, deserve a lifetime of happy memories. So until next time, Raiders, happy, happy holidays. Aroo!